Welcome to The Intuitive Edge. I'm Victoria Lynn Weston, your host. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an intuitive business consultant, and the founder and CEO of Studio Carlton. We're a group of visionaries, producers, and developers of custom Amazon Alexa skills. I love thinking big and embracing innovative technology, but I love to be able to help companies and brands and professionals engage their audiences on a voice platform like Amazon Alexa. The future is here, and it's all about hands-free, data-driven content. Did you know that smart speakers in the U.S. is set to exceed 65 million? Check out some of our work on Studio Carlton. And if you're interested in having a talk with me about taking your company to engage and expand your audience on a voice platform, just drop me an email, victoria at studiocarlton.com. Well, you know, there's always that saying, tell me something that nobody else knows. Well, in my case, some people know, but there's still a lot of people that don't know this about me. Before I really embraced technology, I was known as the corporate psychic. That's right. 20-some odd years ago, I launched my career as a professional psychic, but I really wanted to take it up a notch and really focus on the business side of, of individuals and executives and business owners that want to utilize intuitive information as an adjunct to their own fact and logic. And today, I love working with business owners, executives to talk about their business, where it's headed, marketing strategies, investments, the strengths and weaknesses of employees, and so on and so forth. So if you're ever in the market or in the mood to talk to somebody, you know, ring me up, victorialynnweston.com. Today, we're going to have an interesting show. It's me and you alone. We're not having a guest. We're going to talk about psychics in the boardroom. And we're going to go all the way back to when it really was kind of reached a peak. We haven't seen this in a while. But back in the, I guess, the 70s and 80s, there was really a lot of articles written about it in Newsweek, Success Magazine, and so on. So we're going to get into that in a second. I'm glad you're with me. Stay with me through the show. We're going to learn a bit about how you can maybe harness you know, better uh, marketing strategies or even investment or just some basic insights in general about where business is going. Before we get into talking about psychics in the boardroom and business psychics and intuitive business consultants, I want to talk a little bit about the art of intuitively accessing information that has expanded the boundaries of ordinary reality that we've been labeled it the world's second oldest profession. Now, I know some of you are aware of that. The people exercising psychic abilities have been called oracles. Think of the oracle at Delphi. And they've been known as seers, clairvoyants, mediums, simply psychics or intuitive consultants. Some cultures have bestowed upon psychics, you know, to positions of a power and authority. And in other cultures, they have relegated them to the fringes of social relevance. You know, just think, the psychics have never been far from controversy because if knowledge is power, then inside knowledge can be perceived in ways that raises issues of fear and skepticism. Anyway, today's psychics have come a long way. Did you know that in the days of Imperial Rome, the Senate once petitioned that no law ever be passed until the official oracles had been consulted? But if you were an oracle in Salem, Massachusetts, you were going to find yourself on trial for practicing witchcraft. So 
Just imagine, oracles were elevated to a certain level of power, and be, and they were paid in jewels, clothing, food. And then, of course, you think about uh, psychics in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and they burned them to the stake, which is very unfortunate. Great minds, like entrepreneurs, you know, leaders, they always trust their intuition. So they're always open to new ways of thinking and also consulting with new types of deep thinkers and that. So they're not afraid of looking at someone with psychic abilities that actually have those abilities, of course. I mean, just think of Francis Bacon, Isaac Newton, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, Albert Einstein, William Jaynes, and a Swiss psychologist, Carl Jung. So today it's been very hard to sort of ignore, you know, the fact that psychics exist. So if they exist, why not tap into that ability and then use it again as, a, as an adjunct to our fact and logic? Typically, my podcasts are all about me interviewing really awesome guests. One of my most favorite ones, of course, was a recent one we did on reincarnation with Voice Spark founder Nick Sakas. You want to check that out also. Today, I thought I'd do something different. I'm going to talk about psychics in the boardroom, and I'm going to talk about psychic business psychics, and I wanted to do something a little different. So it's just you and me. Stay with me and enjoy the show. And I'm going to talk to you about the advantages of a business psychic. And we're going to sort of dive into where it all started. And what about some of the books that have been written about this? Well, some of the finest examples of addressing psychics in specific business situations can be found in Leela Barrett's book. It's called Sidetrack. If you haven't read about it, look it up. It was published back in 1981. And they have a variety of case studies relating to Alex Tenyos, Beverly Jaggers, Ron Warmoth, Paul Clement, and they're all about how these psychics really were able to help clients sort of advance, advance themselves in business, help them with intuitive insight. This Alex Tenyos uh, was probably the only psychic in, in the business world for a very long time, and he was based in Los Angeles. Ron Warmoth was also uh, specialized in business affairs, and Newsweek magazine featured him in the business section in February 1979. This is how far back a lot of this, a lot of this interesting psychic in the business world. I think it still goes on today, but we call them, like I call myself, a business intuitive consultant. Let's talk about Ron Warmoth for a moment. Ron Warmoth was a little bit different because he would call himself a psychic troubleshooter. And when the firms are in trouble, they would go to him. Whether there's a hitch in a business deal, a snafu with real estate, or problems with investments, he would help them fix it up. And how that means is a person, you know, client comes to them, they would probably create the basis for him to jump from, like, i.e., maybe there's a, an unruly uh, upper management employee that they need to figure out how to best, you know, utilize him or push him aside, or perhaps it's expanding to a different locale and so on and so forth. So he would take that question and use it as a foundation in which to jump from. He admits he's not always right, you know, and that's true. Psychics are not 100% accurate. In fact, the only thing in life that is 100% accurate is mathematics. So when you're dealing in an intuitive realm, an altered state of consciousness, and getting information from that altered state of consciousness, it's, it's pretty precise in many ways, but it also depends on what's happening here in the conscious and the reality world and how some of that information can be skewed. 
And as Ron Warmer said, and I really like his approach to that, he said, nobody is infallible, and it's high time we recognize people with psychic ability. Hello? And some of his clients don't want it known that he that they consult with him, a psychic. And even today, that's, that's pretty much, you know, everybody wants to keep that kind of under the rug. Um, and, you know, you never want to tell anybody all your secrets anyway, so it makes perfect sense. This one of the largest fees ever paid to a psychic was backed by one businessman and his own intuition. And that's part of it. You go to a psychic, you get psychic information, and then you have to, you know, use it as an adjunct to your own fact and logic, and then ultimately your intuition. What does your intuition tell you about the psychic information, so to speak? Well, the year was 1976, and the psychic was Beverly Jaggers. The story made Barron's Magazine. Can you believe that? It was more than just headlines. Jaggers was nominated for the Guinness Book of World Records for her involvement. And this psychic made Pete Dixon millions of dollars. Listen up. It all started in December 1974 when Pete Dixon was a commodities broker. He came to see Beverly, and the first thing he handed her was a sealed envelope. Please tell me what you see, he said. And she said, I didn't have any idea what the envelope contained. She gently ran her fingers over the envelope, fully all around the edges and tried to concentrate. Suddenly, she said she started to see things. This is clairvoyance. And there was a tree covered with reddish-brown berries. She didn't exactly know what they were, which is often the case with certain psychics. if They're not in a field they're familiar with, so to speak, literally in this case. She didn't know what the trees were, the reddish bear, but she did see these sort of natives were picking them, and they were dark-colored people wearing big hats. And in this case, it was raining. It wasn't just a drizzle, but it was a hard rain, and they had large baskets. And it seemed to her that the baskets should have been full. So that was her other impression. But in this case, there was only a sprinkling of berries at the bottom. And some of these berries were actually sort of wizened and shriveled up. And she said to Pete Dixon, does this mean anything to you? And of course it did. Dixon, Pete Dixon knew exactly what Jaggers was picking up on and that he knew the price of coffee was going to go up. And based on her psychic insight, Pete Dixon invested every dime he had at the time. And that was $24,000 in coffee futures. The rest is history. An unexpected frost affected the coffee plants in Brazil. Political unrest also generated turmoil. Concurrently, the price of coffee had skyrocketed, and Pete Dixon became a millionaire. Wouldn't it be great if we all could do that? We all could figure out maybe some future futures that we might be interested in and then go to a psychic that's skilled um, with being able to pick up on that and pick up those sort of raw impressions. And we all could use that in, in the market and make you know a tremendous amount of money from that. That's one of my favorite stories. It's actually true, and it's pretty exciting. I didn't have the chance of ever meeting Beverly Jaggers in person, but I did have a, an interview um, just before she passed away, and I thought she was just an incredible psychic and very humble and very appreciative of her gifts and always used them, you know, to with the utmost integrity. Clients may often wonder about, like, Who's doing what? And how can I trust a psychic? And today, there's so many psychics out there, you have to really sift through it. And it's not to say that some of these people aren't skilled on some intuitive level, but to be a psychic and to be psychic 
it just really is a breed among themselves. And I still, you know, I think the, the good ones are very far and few between. But you have to kind of take the, you know, interview them. If you find somebody that you like to talk to about business and that, you know, take a moment, interview them, figure out where their own strengths and weaknesses and interests are. Because that's going to have, you know, an effect on them being able to understand that the visions, what they're picking up on and being able to interpret their visions and to present it to you so that you know what it is that they're seeing. Even today, there's a, um, out in California, primarily like San Francisco area, I believe, that there's a group of people that actually work specifically in the stock market. I don't know if they call themselves psychics per se, but sometimes they call them remote viewers, and they try to look at to see what the stock market's at. You might want to check that out. Another person, you know, back when they had the psychics in the boardroom, and I just, I love this story too, is Colonel Sanders, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. We all know a little bit of the history behind it. He didn't really get into the fast food market chain until his 70s, and it became wildly successful. But he often had a psychic sit in on corporate board meetings meetings to uh, offer insight about the direction of the company and where it was headed. I don't believe he probably listened to 100% of what the psychic probably offered. Nobody does and nobody should. You have to take the information and again, use it as an adjunct to your own fact and logic. Even myself being known as a corporate psychic and I would talk to a lot of clients, stockbrokers, investors, and there's a lot of pressure to want to be successful with what you're picking up. So whatever investment they make, they profit because that's what they're basically holding you or wanting to gain that insight with. I had one client who's extremely well off and she was a pretty big you know, investor in the stock market. And I provided a hunch on, at the time, Akamai stock. And that was a relatively new stock. This is going back into you know early 2000. 2000 thereabouts. And she invested, you know, a significant amount of money and made a handsome profit in a very short period of time, like nine months, took some of the profits and treated herself to a luxury Jaguar. Today, when I talk with clients on a business sense, it's not so, it's not so woo-woo. I mean, people don't get too nervous about it anymore like they might have, you know, back when some of this started in the in the 70s with Ron Warmoth. It's much more of a practical approach because most people working are all looking for that golden nugget, a piece of information that can compel and propel them on the next way, whether it's a stock investment or a real estate investment or launching or expanding the business and that. Everybody wants a piece of information that can be very useful to them. And some of my clients, they, they'll ask about a launch date. I have a client that I'm super excited about that's going to be launching a secondary business out on the West Coast. I won't reveal what it is because he hasn't quite launched it yet, but I predicted that it was going to be, it'll be very, very successful for him, and he'll have a great lead with that and, and do very well financially with it and expand this, that, and the other. Now, the other question is, are psychics, you know, 100% accurate? And as I alluded to a minute ago, no, they're not. Nobody is. Mathematics is. That's the only thing. And you have to sort of dial back and really press the psychic for specifics because it goes like this. How accurate is a psychic depends on the specifics that they relate to you. If you go to a business psychic and you say, I'm interested in buying this piece of industrial property out in, in Texas, in a city, and so on and so forth, what do, you, what do you feel? And that psychic says, well, I think you'll make you know, a lot of money. Okay, that's a very general 
really a crazy statement coming from a professional psychic, in my opinion. Um, but they might say, well, I feel like you'll probably make 30% profit in a specific time frame, let's just say 18 months. And those are the kind of specifics that you want. And you might, you know, ask about negotiating power within this deal as well, saying that maybe they're asking a million dollars for this piece of property and say, you know, hey, you might be able to work a better deal on it, you know, ask for less money, do a lease option first. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different variables that you can ask a psychic for. But again, it's, you always want to ask for specifics. For instance, if a psychic said you were going to take a trip to Hawaii, this is a real general thing, and the chances of that happening during your lifetime, you know, 50-50, basically. And, but the thing is, you don't know when that's going to happen, and I think that's, those kinds of predictions are sort of not as useful. And you want to ask the psychic, and the smart psychic is going to say, I see you taking a trip to Hawaii in the month of September, and you're going to be attending a business convention. You'll stay at a luxury hotel. You won't have a beach view. You'll have uh, the parking lot view, and so on and so forth. Those are the kind of details that can, you know, be useful to you. At least when you go to Hawaii, you say, well, she was right. She, I only got a parking lot view. I didn't get a beach view. And maybe I did, you didn't go in September. Maybe you went in October. So that's how you sort of dial back and, and refine how accurate a psychic is going to be. What is it that sets apart successful investors, stockbrokers from mediocre investors and stockbrokers? Well, one of the biggest secrets, I believe, has to do with psychic insight or intuitive insight. But what's the key there? What is the missing key, the link? And that is emotion. The psychic has to be professional enough and able to remove any kind of emotion within themselves. And of course, the investor using, you know, their own intuitive insight to, as an adjunct to the fact of logic, has to be able to take away that that emotion as well. I go back to the Beverly Jagger story where Pete Dixon went to her, gave her this envelope and said, what do you see? And he was able to Use the information as an adjunct to his own fact and logic. He knew exactly what she was talking about. And then he went and made the investment. But he must have been so confident because he invested every last dime that he had. But it's not always that easy or everybody would be doing it. One stockbroker and vice president for an investment company at the time was Dean Witter Reynolds. And he frequently relied on a psychic for information to bolster his business judgments and the fact that he openly shared with his clients. And he called it, and he said, psychic revelations are helpful in timing market changes and for charting the market values of stocks. He claimed his psychic was 80% accurate in predicting market fluctuations. Every little bit of information helps. And if you have a stock that's fundamentally and technically strong and you have, and you have success to some psychic insight about it, well, you have all that you need to get it right. So he said, if you have a stock that's fundamentally and, techni and technically strong and you have access to some psychic insight about it, well, you need all the help you can get, right? And a lot of executives say that as well because, you know, executives don't have time to sit and read all these um, papers and analyze that. They look at some papers, they look at a summary, and then at then they're just really making, uh, basing it all on intuition. So when people seek out a, a business psychic, they're really looking at information to be used as, a, as an adjunct to their own fact and logic.
And there was an instance in Success Magazine. It was in the June 1986. And it's always fascinating to me that we haven't heard much about psychics and business in the corporate boardroom in, in a long, long time. So these are some really, you know, very interesting articles written about in very uh, well-respected magazines. But Success Magazine uh, interviewed major executives with major corporations such as Hanover Insurance, Polaroid, Pillsbury, and that they admitted they had consulted with psychics. And one can speculate that the divisive business plans and marketing strategies, as well as determining the strengths and weaknesses of their own executives, comes with getting additional insight, you know, psychic insight, intuitive insight, and then, again, they use it as their own, you know, fact and logic to that. It's important to note that no company necessarily puts 100% trust in psychic insight provided by psychics. It's merely to be used in conjunction with their other ideas and practical, logical thinking. You know, we talk about how psychics can be used for their insight as an adjunct to your own fact and logic in the business world, the corporate world, etc. But what about psychics that just make predictions? And let me tell you, as a psychic that makes predictions, I have a variety of clients in various types of companies in that, whether it's multi-million dollar real estate, uh, manufacturing, retail, food, hospitality, and so on. I have a, uh, a client that I've known for 20-some years, and the last three to five years, he lives up in New York City area, I would tell him, I would almost have the same vision for half a dozen sessions. And I would say, hey, I see you buying this freestanding building. And I see you living on the upper floor and then renting out the lower level. And it, and it looks like to me like it's a bakery. And so that's what it was. So a couple of sessions, I'd say, oh, you know, I just really feel like you're going to buy this freestanding building. And, you know, at that point is what a normal person does. You kind of look around the neighborhood in your area, maybe close by. Is there any freestanding buildings that might be doable? Well, living in a high-end area like New York City, there's not like a lot of uh, a lot of good deals going on, if you will. So anyway, fast forward to now, and my client just bought a freestanding building, two stories. He's going to be leasing out the lower level to a bakery coffee shop. And he's going to be using the upper level for basically executive suites for himself and who else he wants to lease it out to. So the interesting thing is it's not in the New York City area. It's in, you know, in another state like Pennsylvania. And so it's like two hours away from where he was at. So that's not something that my client uses as an adjunct to his own fat and logic. I mean, maybe he's going to look around for some real estate opportunities, but that's not how it unfolded. It unfolded because all of a sudden this piece of property came up and he had ventured into another area of entrepreneurship and there it was. And so we had a chat actually recently. I said, wow, don't you remember three or four years ago, I kept saying you're going to buy this freestanding building. But anyway, I digress a bit because there's a type of psychic insight that you use as an adjunct when you pose a question to a psychic or business intuitive, it's all the same thing. And they give you your insight. And then you take that insight, throw it up against your own intuition. Does it feel right? You know, does it fit with your fact and logic? Then there's the predictor part of it, which is what I do. I make predictions. And then sometimes those predictions happen with you search, searching out, as my client did, he would sort of search out a few years ago on opportunities to buy a building. But then it came completely out of the blue. 
Um, and, and that's how it worked out. So, and that's the beauty of a psychic who's able to foresee the future using precognitive abilities and clairvoyance and making a bold prediction. As I said earlier, Kentucky Fried Chicken Tycoon, the late Colonel Sanders, was known to have welcomed a psychic to sit in on boardroom discussions. And what the psychic would often provide is insight on shareholder matters. So that can be very useful. It could probably, in his case, can be very, very entertaining as well. So once again, if you're looking at some past scenarios about business psychics and that, look at the book Sidetrack. Uh, McGraw-Hill that was done in 1981. The book is called Sidetrek, P-S-I-T-R-E-K. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed our solo show and learned a little bit. If you have a question, feel free to drop me an email. You can go to my website, victorialynnweston.com. Hey, and if you got your business, you're ready to expand on a voice platform and you want to have your own custom Alexa skill, check out some of our work at studiocarlton.com. If you haven't already subscribed to the Intuitive Edge podcast, now is a great time to do so. The Intuitive Edge is a series of conversations produced by the Weston Media Group team and a copyright, Weston Media Group, LLC.